Hello, weirdos. I am your host, James Ippoliti, and the demon I have for you today was mentioned in the 2018 psychological horror film, Hereditary. And I got to be honest with you guys, I am very late to the Hereditary bandwagon, if you want to call it that, because I just watched it last night, and God, that is a good movie. What a great horror film. If you haven't watched it and you love horror, I absolutely recommend it. I highly recommend it. Although, if you're like not into horror films, it will scare the crap out of you. So, it's definitely good. Now, let's talk about some other pop culture moments. Well, we didn't even say who the demon is yet. It is Payman. I've heard it pronounced Payman or Paimon. Payman, we'll just say Payman for the sake of brevity. But also, in 1984, we had Ghoulies, which I think that might have been 85. I don't know why I'm thinking this, because I know Gremlins came out before Ghoulies, because Ghoulies is like kind of a ripoff, but it's another one that uh, has payment in it. And we have Magi, the Labyrinth of Magic. It's a 2009 fantasy adventure manga series. The Last Exorcism, which is a 2010 horror film. The Last Shift, or Last Shift, it's 2014 horror film, Hereditary, which we already mentioned. There's a video game titled Genshin Impact with a character named Payman. All right, so I'm going to start something this week to give everyone a chance at some extra good luck. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 20, And you're going to either memorize whatever you think of. You're trying to guess the number I'm thinking of and write it down. And at the end of the show, I'm going to reveal what that number is. And if you match the number, if you read my mind, you will have a little bonus extra good luck today. Doesn't mean that if you get it wrong, you're going to have bad luck. You'll just have your normal good day. But if you guess this number correctly, something extra good is going to happen for you today. And it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. If you hear this a year from now and you guess it correctly, it will still work. Now, it won't work if you get it wrong the first time and you go back and listen again and you know the answer. That's cheating, right? Okay, so I'm going to have a a little moment of silence. I'm going to think of the number. All right, so let's go. A couple seconds. All right. I have the number. I hope you've written it down, the number between 1 and 20, and I will reveal that number at the end of the show. Okay. But before we get into Paymon, we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. Um, So give me a second. Can you send President Zagon in? Thank you. All right. I got to bring Zaggy in here into the studio. Hey, Zaggy. Hey, what's up? I hear you calling me in. Are we going to do another show? Well, you see, that's the thing. 
I asked somebody, you know, I always ask everybody to give me a review on Apple Podcasts because honestly, a review on Apple Podcasts really helps the show and we want to get the show to get bigger and that way we can do events and all kinds of fun things uh, related to the occult. However, um, Zaggy. Yes. Uh, don't, are, are you okay? I mean, I'm a little nervous. What's, what's going on? All right, Zaggy. Well, we did get a review. Somebody did take the time and write a review. Uh, the best you can get on Apple Podcasts is a five-star review. I got three stars. Um, and here's what it is. I really like a bunch of the episodes. Very interesting stories and good information. I can't, though, with the Zaggy character. It's corny and makes me lose interest in the story because he's too distracting. Oh, that's hurtful. That's really hurtful. I know, I know. And I honestly want to give my audience the best experience. But at the same time, I am personally a weirdo just like I introduced this in the beginning. We're all weirdos. Zaggy, you're a weirdo. Absolutely a weirdo. So you're kind of on watch right now, Zaggy. I would love to see if people can give me some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you love this show, please do it. Because, Zaggy, I would love to have you as part of this episode, but we're going to kind of see if the audience wants you around or not. Oh, that's just mean. That's hurtful. I love coming into the studio. And, and now I'm just going to what? Get your coffee? Well, you are the king of hell, so I really can't make you do much. Oh, you're not the king of hell. I'm, I'm the president of hell. I think you're thinking of who you're going to talk about today without me. All right, look, look. If you want to give me a five-star review, tell me you love Zaggy, We'll see. We'll see if, if we get a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, keep Zaggy, keep Zaggy. We love Zaggy. Hashtag Zaggy stays. You know, if we get that, then next week we'll bring you on. Or not next week, in two weeks. Well, actually, I might do it next week because we did miss a week due to my health. Um, I am better now. But um, let's jump into the show. And uh, we'll get back to you, Zaggy, if we get um, some positive feedback, you know, uh, can't have my employee upsetting my audience. Ush. You know, whatever. All right. So let's get into the episode. Payman, Paymon, Pyman. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So what are the origins of Pyman? There's a possibility that he originates from ancient Egypt and Isis, the goddess Isis. And that will come into play later when I talk about one thing. Like, why would this male king demon have an origin of Isis, who's a goddess? Maybe that's true, and there might be some evidence that that is true, but we'll never know. Now, definitely has ancient Mesopotamian mythology, pre-Islamic and Islamic, Jewish, like all of this is this history of Paimon, Paimon, I feel like I'm always saying it wrong, Paimon, and the jinn. Now, if you haven't listened to my episode of the jinn, uh, which was connected to like Miss Marvel, I really enjoyed the jinn and learning about the jinn. Well, it is also believed that Paimon was probably a jinnie, which 
in the Western world, we call them genies. And it makes sense. You summon him, he grants wishes, right? So that's kind of part of what Paimon does. It's most likely that Paimon came about from ancient Mesopotamia and then from pre-Islamic slash Islamic mythology. So all these mythologies sort of are coming together and living in that ancient time with these grant-wishing spirits. And then we go on, and probably the earliest thing we have about Paimon is, I'm going to try to pronounce this, the Pseudo-Marnakia Demonum. I think I got that wrong. But it means the false monarchy of demons. It was a Dutch occultist named Johan Weyer, and he published it in 1577. And it was an appendix to his books, and I'm not even going to attempt this, but it's called the um, On the Tricks of Demon is the English translation. You know, we got some interesting things. There, a lot of things when you research Paimon is Paimon, <laughs> is that you, uh, you're going to find out that he is very obedient to Lucifer. He really, really dug Lucifer. Apparently, Lucifer has this really great voice, and he's musically talented, and Paimon would sit around and try to learn the songs that, you know, Lucifer's playing and singing, trying to match the notes. Like, really a big fanboy of Lucifer. And um, it's most likely that he was one of the angels possible there's a couple options one he's an angel from the choir of dominions and those are the angels they're like the bosses of other angels they regulate the duties of other angels so it's like okay you're gonna go be the angel that watches over janitors so you know you got that possible so he's one of the choir of dominions or he was a cherubim and those are the angels that guard holy places like the garden of eden so that's possibly where we have his origin what he was doing before he gets into the war in heaven with Lucifer. He sides with Lucifer, and of course, they lose, and they're cast out of heaven. They're sent to hell with the rest of the fallen angels. Pyman's along with them. Eventually, he is crowned the king of hell, or at least one of the kings of hell. Um, he's not the one king of hell. He is one of the kings of hell, and he joins the musical choir of hell, which to me... I mean, I would love to do this like as a little video of having, you know, all these... Uh, uh, demons getting in their little suit and ties, black tie, getting in line and singing their songs to Lucifer. Oh, oh, oh. you know, all kinds of, it'd be pretty fun. Um, but he definitely seems to be very musical in his early days. And still now, I mean, he he is, uh, we're going to get into his powers and thing. And arts and music is definitely one of the things you might want to call him up because you want to get some inspiration or be a muse. Now, we get to the mid-17th century, and we got the Lesser Key of Solomon. That's a book, and part of that book, there's something called the Ars Goetia. And so in the Ars Goetia, he is the ninth spirit. The Goetia is a mid-17th century collection of mythical literature. Um, so that's part of the Lesser Key of Solomon. And all the stuff... Here is mostly probably influenced by that ancient Mesopotamian mythology. So what does our great King Paimon look like? Well, this is the part that's interesting. 
He is often depicted as having feminine features or a feminine face, which this is why I brought up earlier about Isis. Is it possible that that is a hang-up, like something that continued through all the years, was that if he originally was somehow transferred from Isis to a pre-Islamic Mesopotamian, at somewhere along those lines of all that time, that the feminine part stuck around. And so he still has this feminine feature. He rides on a camel. He wears a crown. And this is my favorite part, that sometimes the camel wears a crown too. And I think that's very nice. I think it's very nice that we let the camel have a crown. Um, and he would look like just a Middle Eastern man, like 40-year-old Middle Eastern man. He wouldn't look anything out of the ordinary like some of these demons do. He would just have some feminine features, middle-aged, uh, a Middle Eastern, and riding a camel, uh, which wouldn't be odd, I guess, for someone from the Middle East uh, in that time period when they were creating this. And having the crown on the head would be the one thing. It's like, you know, you see this guy riding around on a camel, little feminine, like kind of a Harry Styles riding on a camel with a crown on his head. Um, you might stop and take notice, you know. So another thing about him is he's a loud bastard. He has a booming voice. And when he first is summoned, like it's going to be this huge, loud, booming voice voice and you won't even understand him so the magician or the summoner you'd have to kind of compel payment to speak in your language and bring it down a little like you know you'd like and you got to do it in a respectful way that's the one thing about these demons you know and especially king payment you got to call him king payment because he does love his title he wants that that respect, right? You got to give him the respect and he'll give you what you want. It's kind of a give and take. You can't just summon these demons to your will and be, uh, you know, just a jerk about it because they're not going to be uh, giving you what you want, right? Now, another thing that's really cool is he doesn't just come in with his loud, booming voice. He also is preceded by a host of men playing loud music. So they're playing trumpets and cymbals and all kinds of musical instruments and uh, it's like a fanfare. This guy is not coming, like, just quietly. He's going to have, which I really liked in Hereditary, that the, um, the film score captures this at the end. And I'm, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but I think the film captured this, this moment uh, with music the way it kind of is depicted in these ancient texts. He can also be very charming and friendly. Like I say, you know, demons, uh, this, the word demon is not evil in itself. You know, most demons can be good and bad. It's just like people. And it depends on your intention and what you're bringing into it, whether or not payment's going to be this horrible, horrible person. But let's think about some of this horrible stuff that he can do. He can submit his victims to severe mental, physical, spiritual torture. You can get some bad flashbacks, like some hippie from the 60s. You could also have some horrifying visions and as well as just terrifying nightmares. So he can do that. He can also manipulate and bind men to his will. So that's something to be careful about. So why would someone want to summon Paimon? The obvious reason right off the bat is wealth, right? People want to be rich. They want to have money. 
and he can offer this to you. This is why a lot of people might summon him. But he can also explain all the mysteries of the earth, the wind, and water. I bet you thought I was going to say earth, wind, and fire. He can come up and talk to you about the history of the 70s disco group. Now, I mean, he can explain these mysteries. So you, you want to know about that? He can tell you about that. He can also give you the explanation behind the mysteries of the human mind. He can also answer anything his worshipers want to know. And if you worship him, he is not going to let his worshipers suffer in any way. He's going to take care of you. He can teach all arts and sciences and other secret things. I love that. I love how they write this. Other secret things. It's alchemy. He's also good at illusionary magic. And he prefers to inhabit male bodies. So let's go back to the female-male thing, which I think Hereditary did this as well, introducing us to the daughter and then going to the son and I don't want to spoil anything, but if you know the movie, that, I believe, is what they're trying to get at, sort of this feminine part, but he prefers the male body, but he has feminine features. I think that's sort of, it could be, but it is an interesting thing, like going into the movie knowing a lot about Pyman, which I did. So I did all this research prior to watching the movie. So I had a lot of insight to what was going on, and I knew what was going on. I knew he was part of it, so I was able to pick up a lot of things. But there are still a lot of surprises in that movie that I did not expect. Another thing that's interesting in the movie, and I don't know why they did this, but there's a symbol in the Ars Goetia, the ninth spirit, which is Paimon, and it has like these four humps or four people, I guess you might be, whatever the symbol uh, is representing. But in the movie, they only use the three instead of four, which is strange to me. I guess it's somebody on the uh, the art team was like, let's do this. They wanted to get there. or I, there's, no, there's no legal reason they couldn't use the real symbol, so I don't know why they didn't. Now, Paimon can be cunning. He can be good. He has immense knowledge, powerful magic. He doesn't really like people, though especially if you don't even know he exists. So he probably hated me because I really didn't know much about Pyman. and most people didn't. It wasn't like Pazuzu. Like the exorcist came around in the 70s and every, now since then everybody knows Pazuzu and especially like everybody knows Lucifer, everybody knows Satan. But Pyman, if it wasn't for uh, the movie, I don't think that many people would know him. So he really doesn't like the people if they don't know he exists. And he hates people who complain a lot. So him and I have a lot in common. If you summon Paimon and you want to make a wish, you've got to be very specific. And this is a trope, I think, in all devil stuff. It's that Faustian bargain. Careful what you wish for. You've got to be very, very specific or it might turn into a demonic thing in his favor. So make sure you know what you're asking before you summon Paimon. Uh, he's not mentioned in the Bible, so it's not like you can open up the Bible and find him. He's not going to be in there. Um, and if you summon him, I'm going to get into the summoning part of King Paimon. And that's going... Now, normally, I would do a live on YouTube on Tuesday night. But because I'm going to be going away for the next couple nights, Thursday night, we're going to do a live YouTube follow-up to this podcast 
I invite you all to come and join me. It should be at 9 o'clock Thursday night, Eastern Standard Time. And I'm going to tell you how you can summon Paimon, give you all the tricks of the trade to let you know how you can do this. One thing you make sure, you got you to gotta be looking northwest because that's where he lives when you summon him. So that is our King Paimon, very cool dude on a camel, very androgynous, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, before we get to the number, um, I just need you to go to Apple Podcasts, give me that five-star review, write something, let's see if Zaggy can come back. Also, Thursday night this week, we will be doing live on YouTube. So if you want, it's probably best you go over to YouTube. All my, all my links are in the description here. If you go to my YouTube, that way you can be notified every time these live things happen. And there's going to be other things on YouTube, but I want you guys to be aware so you don't miss out. So that will be Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, Go over to YouTube, hit that. These things really make me happy when I see people doing this. So thank you. I, I'm thanking you in advance for all the things you're going to do. The other thing is I have a Facebook group called the School of Dark Arts where we get more in detail and share our spells and magic and all that fun, good stuff. Um, somebody was there asking about, um, you know, where can I get sage? And somebody else was jumping in, helping them with that, which I love that. You know, I love that we can say, here's these great places I found that I can get these materials I use or give, you know, just sharing information. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's a free Facebook group also that is in the show notes. And then again, I'm on TikTok. I do daily stuff. Uh, Twitter, if you want to throw just a real quick comment or something. Um, yeah. So let's get to the magic number for today's episode. All right, I hope you have your number in your head or in your hand. You wrote it down. If you have the number 17, you will have something extra good happen for you today. So I am really happy about that for you. Good luck. And I'm going to do this every uh, episode. So if you didn't get it today... Next time might be your lucky day. All right. I'm out of here. Peace. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.